Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. All right, welcome back to the Sojo Show. We are glad to have you. I'm standing here, sitting here right next to AJ. Hello, hello. We are sitting and just TMI, we are just really hot. We are. <laughs> we are. Why are we so hot? We're, and I'm not talking about hot in like the, we're so hot. Well, we're like, that too. Hot girl summer. I mean, just, just saying. I don't know about all that. If you're looking at us <laughs> on YouTube, you know we not hot girl summer. <laughs> but we are hot girl summer. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but... Um, I have a question for you. Okay. So now this question is something that I want everybody to kind of think about too. All right. So when, think of a time in your life or when, give me an example of a time when you were just really in awe of something. It was just, you looked on it, you saw it, you experienced it, whatever. And you were in just awe. Okay. Awe. Awesome, awe. dude. Awe. <laughs> <laughs> We're not reverting to the 70s, but I do have a story. Yeah, you got your little finger hand movement going on here. That's a new thing now. (laughs) There's nothing new under the sun. I'm relevant. I'm relevant. was doing this. You know he was. I'm relevant. (laughs) They can't even see our hands. Just, just know that whatever I'm doing this. Know whatever I'm doing is relevant. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Oh, but okay, wait. boomer. What are you calling? <laughs> Besides me, I am not a boomer. I am Gen X. Gen X. All right. You're in awe of me. I know that. Let's just move on. What okay. Else? All right. So we'll I actually love this question because I distinctly remember a time in my life when I really was just in awe and it, it taught me a lot, but we'll get to that in a second. So it was when my youngest was born. I knew you were going to say baby. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It's a baby story, but this is a really special baby okay, story. Okay. Right, what is it? So this is my youngest. And he was born in Taiwan and it was a very, he was born during a typhoon. So it was like all Ooh, the beds were filled because like the barometer pressure or something. What like everybody going to labor? Everybody was in labor and they didn't have a, mm-hmm. they didn't have a bed for me. And so I was out in the hallway and it was like really stressful as a different country. You know, anyway, it was a very stressful situation. Yeah, yeah. And so he was born, he finally came, you know, into the world And he, of course, he was healthy baby, praise the Lord. So he was screaming. Okay. And they were over there like doing their thing that they always do right after the baby's born. And I looked over at my husband. That includes turning them upside down and hitting them on the bottom. It probably did. Yeah, it probably did. It probably (laughs) kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) So I looked over there at them and she started bringing him to me. He's still screaming. And they're probably like, you know, three feet away. And I said, oh, why is he so upset? Because he was like really screaming. And I really did wonder if they smacked him real hard. You know, mm-hmm. like that was my Which concern. Do you don't, you do not, they do not do that. I'm but, just, I'm just... but over there, I think they might have. They so, so, I mean, I was really asking this question. And when he heard my voice, he immediately stopped crying. And his face turned directly towards me. Really? He knew my voice. Wow. And I... I was, he'd been hearing it for nine months. He had been hearing it for nine months. And, and, you know, you hear, you know, everybody tells you your baby hears your voice. They know their mom's voice, but that proved it. And I mean, he immediately stopped. As soon as those words came out of my mouth, he was like silent and his whole body 
turned in the direction. It's like a plant towards the sun turned in the direction of where I was at. Mm -hmm. And I was just in awe. I I mean, literally I was amazed. I was amazed. And I was like, God, what a beautiful gift you have given me in the first few seconds of the birth of this sweet, precious baby. You know, it was like a gift from God. And to me, when I think of, well, I'm spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about worship. Yes. When I we're, think we, we're doing our back to the basic series, yes, still. back to the basic series, we're going to talk about worship. And when I think of worship, mm-hmm. I think of living in awe of God just all the time, morning, noon, night, we right. are living right. with an awe inspired view of who our God is. We're recognizing his majesty, his glory, his beauty, his power, his amazingness, his holiness, his set apartness. You know, we're living in awe of that. And that to me defines what worship is. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that you said that. And that's a really cool story. Um, and and that they could have so many so many object lessons just from so that many, story. So many, but I love how you are saying that worship is understanding and and pointing to the greatness and goodness and just the yes. awesomeness of our God. So when we think when you think of worship, those if you're listening to me, when you think of the word worship, go to worship. Mm-hmm. You know what comes to your mind, and we're not going to give you examples, but think about what comes to your mind, okay? And now I want you to shift that a little bit and recognize that worship can be defined like this. Your right response to all that God is Mm. with all that you are. Wow. I love that. Okay. So So that is, that is worship. So whatever you have in your mind, is that your right response to all that God is with all that you are. And if it's not, then we need to expand our view of worship a little bit. Okay. And when we grasp the full scope of worship, then, you know, and we realize it, then we understand how important it is to practice Mm -hmm. and how God created us for his glory and to worship him. So if we do not understand how to worship him, and it's very difficult to follow what we were created to do. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it is really, this is one of those spiritual disciplines. We're talking about four spiritual disciplines this month and in our Back to the Basics series that we will be talking about in our uh, spiritual growth accelerator. And not just talking about, but implementing. We will be implementing. We will be practicing these. We will go through a a um, practice of habit stacking. We will teach you how to do that. We will be practicing this. And worship is one of these things we're going to practice. Yes. And I know you, you may be thinking, I don't know how to do that. Don't worry. Step by step, we're going to take you through it in that. But what you need to recognize is that it is so important for you to have a right understanding of this that you need to dive into the word. You need to understand it and you need to be a worshiper. Now I'm going to go ahead and recite this quote from Charles Spurgeon that says, it would be very difficult to draw a line between holy wonder and real worship. For when the soul is overwhelmed with the majesty of God's glory, though it may not express itself in song or even utter its voice with bowed head and humble prayer, 
yet it silently adores. Meaning this basically what he's saying is that whether you're doing anything that seems worshipy or not, yes. when you understand and are become overwhelmed by the majesty of God's glory, then that is worship. That is true mm-hmm. worship. And you, my friend, you, my sweet sister, need to understand who God is, who you are, what he has done for you, but more importantly, who he is. And when when we understand that, we have no choice ways, but to worship. Mm -hmm. And there are verses and verses and verses we can talk about with it, but that's the bottom line. Yeah. And I will Mm -hmm. just say that God made us for this. This is what we were made to do. He made us to worship. And when I am in those moments where I'm aware of the beauty and the glory of God, and my heart is in a posture of worship, it's like I get invited into the heavenlies, you know? Yeah. It's and, almost like we become more in tune yeah. to who we were actually created to be. Yes. Yes. There's nothing like that. Yeah. There's nothing else that's like that. And that's why I know that worship is something that he created us for because we were made to live and connect with him. And that's the spiritual level that we can mm-hmm. do through worship. And we worship in all that we do. Right. And it's not, it's not, you take time out of life to worship, right? But in all that you do in loving yes. others, in serving others, yes. in, in being a mom and being a wife and being a teacher and being a, whatever you are, mm-hmm. it's living it's, with an awareness yes. of his glory and majesty, bringing glory to him in the way you live. Mm-hmm. That is worship. That is worship. So, okay. We've talked enough about it. I want you to hear from one of our guest speakers from SGA, from the Spiritual Growth Accelerator. She's going to tell us a little bit. We're going to just take a snippet out of the um, the session that she is providing for us in the Accelerator. And just to give a different perspective on worship and take a listen. And we hope to see you in the Accelerator in October. SojaAcademy.com slash SGA. Hey, y'all. My name is Melanie Red, and I'm so glad to be part of the Fall 28-Day Accelerator Session. And my topic is how worship transformed my perspective. Worship is powerful. It's potent. It can change us. It can change your world and my world. And I want to give you four different facets about worship. These are distinctives about worship. Now, this is not all there is about worship. These are four things I've discovered that worship really is. And it's not all being in a room with great big music playing and a praise band and and uh, words on the screen and a lot of emotion. Sometimes worship is much more simple than that. And so these are four reasons or four distinctives of worship that make it powerful in my life. So here's the first thing. Worship changes our perspective because worship is a posture of our hearts. It's like this. When I take my eyes off of me and I put my eyes on Jesus, I am changed. When my posture goes from looking around or looking within and it goes to looking up to the creator and master of this universe, I'm different. My worship changes when my posture changes. It's like Psalm 121 that talks about this. The psalmist says, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. There's another great verse in 1 Chronicles 16, 11 that says, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. And then there's Snoopy, the great theologian. <laughs> From the Peanuts cartoons, this is one of my favorite quotes of Snoopy. He says, 
Keep looking up. That's the secret of life. So why does all this matter? Why does it matter that we take a posture of focusing our attention to heaven? Why does it matter that we look to the Lord Jesus Christ every single day? You know, personally, I believe we're changed when we take our focus off everything and everyone else and we put it on him. It's a choice. It's a daily decision that we make to say there is a God and I need him. I don't know everything. I can't figure everything out. I can't fix everything, but almighty God can, and that's worship. And so my first encouragement, if you want God to change your perspective, is to begin every day, even maybe before you get out of the bed, and say, God, I need you today. You're God. I'm not. I'm going to turn my attention and my affection to you first thing in the morning. I'm going to take that posture and say, God, I need you today. So that's the first thing. Worship is a posture. Here's another thing, a distinctive about worship. Worship profoundly affects us when worship becomes a daily practice. Worship is a daily practice. It's a decision we make. Away from the lights, the praise band, the music, the energy, and the excitement, we need to have private and personal worship. So what does that look like? I begin to think about everybody's different. There's no one way, one size fits all. So music, it may involve music. For me, I love the music. So sometimes Wonderful praise music on my phone, on YouTube, even on the television. I'll put YouTube on my TV and I'll have it playing in the background. Turn your earbuds on, get your get you some headphones, get some music going. It will change you when you have worship music going, especially when you start singing it and hearing it and believing it. Worship music will change you. It's a great way to start your day. It's a great way to be in your car with worship music. So that's one way that you can worship during your day. Just make it a daily practice. Here's another one. I have a friend. um, Her name is Sharon. And she said what she loves to do is just sit quietly with the Lord. She said she just has quiet with him and she'll just look up to heaven and she'll say something like, thank you for loving me. I'm so glad you do. And she said, sometimes it's just a quiet few minutes, but her worship is not making noise. Um, In Psalm 37, it says, be still in the presence of the Lord. And sometimes stillness can be worship. Another thing you can do is journal to worship. You can write out your prayers or your thoughts or your worship to the Lord. You can just begin to tell him how much you love him on paper and with your pen. Another thing you can do is spend time in the Word. Reading the Bible, studying the Bible can be worship. You can sometimes, I have, and maybe you have as well, you get to a verse and you think, wow, I don't remember ever reading that before. Maybe you've read it a million times, but it jumps off the page that day. And you have a moment of worship at the greatness of God while reading your Bible. You can worship as you read a Christian book, an inspirational book. You listen to a podcast. You watch something like this. You can worship right now. You can worship in the middle of church as you listen to a sermon. I'll tell you another way I love to worship is to get outside. When you walk by a quiet lake or by a river or you're hiking or you're by the ocean, there's something about God's creation that causes us to worship. You know, there's no wrong way to worship except not to worship. So to worship is to focus our love, affection, and attention on the one who created us. It's to enjoy God and enjoy time with him. So what will you do today to begin to add more worship to your your daily routine? How can you and I become more intentional in our worship? Jen and I are so excited about our upcoming 28-Day Spiritual Growth Accelerator. 
We really are. This is going to be a time where we're going to get together with other women. We're going to study a passage of scripture, and we're going to go through four spiritual disciplines, learning how to stack them on top of each other, giving you tools when you come out of these 28 days going forward in your study in a powerful way. Not only is this a live event where you get Jen and I in person on Zoom, of course, but <laughs> we're not coming to your house. <laughs> we also have, yeah, they're, they're thanking God for that. But we also have a collection of other Bible study teachers and leaders who will be pouring into you during the course of our 28 days. They will be teaching on the passage that we have selected, which is the Sermon on the Mount, and will be sharing their best tips for spiritual discipline. It's like having a conference right inside of the accelerator. And we are excited for you to join us. Yes, please be there. At sojoacademy.com slash SGA. Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault, and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.